Welcome to a special bonus episode of Windsor's Inside Pulse. Today we continue our series interviewing Ward 7 by-election candidates. My name is Dave Sundin, and today I have the pleasure of being joined by Ward 7 by-election candidate Greg LeMay for a brief interview about his campaign. Greg, first off, thanks for joining us on Windsor's Inside Pulse. Thanks um, for having me. Not a problem. And uh, this is a bit different than, than the previous interviews in the show because uh, you and I have a bit of history that um, I don't have with, with other candidates. Uh, you and I, um, I think, are the only ones uh, from Windsor's Inside Pulse who are interviewing that actually once face off against each other in the election. So you and I were 2018 um, uh, election uh, candidates here in Ward 8. Now you've you skipped over to Ward 7. But, uh, and then we also had the pleasure of working together uh, on Eric's campaign, helping Eric get elected, which opened up the, uh, the slot that you're now trying to, to fill. So um, let's start off with a, uh, a nice light hitting question for you. Tell us a bit about yourself, your bio, your background. Who is Greg LeMay? Well, Dave, thanks for having me. Um, like I said, it's a cool thing that uh, you guys are doing here on the Inside Pulse in terms of interviewing uh, the Candidates Award 7 so folks can, you know, have a, have a real look at, uh, at who's running and make an make a informed decision. So who am I? I'm a resident of Ward 7. I was born and raised in Windsor, having been an East Ender for most of my life. Uh, my family's passion for community involvement and a desire to give back are what is, what's led me to become so heavily involved in working to improve quality of life in Windsor. I've been a community activist for many years on a wide range of issues, from homelessness to permanent housing, to name a couple. I'm a member of the Board of Directors at Harmony in Action, a committee member at Friends of Fountain Blue, Fantastic Fathers, Optimist Club, right here in Ward 7 of, out of uh, Forest Glade, and recently joined the fundraising committee at CMHA Windsor. I'm also the owner of a small business uh, serving Windsor Essex, uh, Alpha Pro Floor Care and Machine Repair. Um, I also work at the Catholic School Board uh, at Villanova High School, where I've been, uh, I've worked at Villy for 12 years, but I've worked for the board for 12 years coming January. And I was a past student at uh, graduate St. Clair College, studied at the University of Windsor, and a member of La Sadi uh, of, uh, of Ontario. Um, so why am I running? Is that part of the question? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, why are you running for city council? Why don't you fill us in on that? For sure. So it's clear to me that uh, our infrastructure is not keeping up with growth in Ward 7. That's the number one reason our basements flood, and we have five of the top, five of, five of the top ten uh, most unsafe intersections in Windsor. At the same time, I love the quality of life Ward Seven offers for my family. My daughter loves the parks, and I intend to work hard to make sure we improve our community and quality of life. At the same time, like I mentioned, I'm a small business owner, and I intend to bring the small business mindset to council to make sure we are prudent with taxpayer dollars. That's something that uh, we keep uh, hearing at the doors here, and for sure I have is. Uh, is the high taxes in, in Ward 7, especially on the north end of the ward. And uh, I, think, I think that's a huge, uh, a huge bonus in terms of uh, being the only small business owner in, in Ward 7. Okay, in, terms so, of, in terms of candidates. Okay, so it, it's, it always seems to happen when there's a, an open seat in Windsor, whether it's you know, Ward 10 when, they're, uh, when, when uh, you know, Al Magny was seen to be weak, or, or whether it was Ward 8 when you and I ran and Bill Morrow was, was not running for re-election. And now in a by-election of Ward 7, it quickly becomes a very crowded field. So they, the, the field is quite crowded. Can you tell us what you bring to the table, what sets you apart from the other candidates running? Well, like I just mentioned, um, like you said, I'm a small business owner. I think having that skills, those skills and that mindset of being prudent, uh, obviously we know what it takes to run a business in terms of spending, bringing money in, putting money out, just, just in general to have that uh, relationship with, with a, for example, my clients. And in, in exchange, it could be the residents, right? Um, I think, uh, you know, anybody who knows me and, and follows what I do, 
um, whether it's the community, my daughter, um, in terms of my business, just work and, you know, trying to improve quality of life in Windsor. I think uh, that that is something that sets me apart. Um, like I said, if uh, somebody had mentioned to me the other day that uh, if you want something done, you ask a busy person. We're, we're, we're very focused on time management and we're, we're organized. Um, I think that is some, one of my biggest assets and my greatest skills is being you know, focused on, you know, if I got my, 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 my head set on something, I, I'm going to get it done. And, you know, I think it's a, a, a skill that city council needs young, energetic, boundless energy, um, ready to go. Okay, good. So I'm going to give you the, the, the next question. Um, it's technically two questions, but I want to ask it together because I don't want I, your answer might be the same to both. Mm -hmm. Um, so first, what are the most important issues do you think are facing ward seven and second, what are the most important issues you think are facing the city as a whole? And maybe it's the same answer, maybe it's completely different. So, so Ward 7, most important issue, city most yeah, important yeah. issue. Yeah, so it depends on who you talk to, but certainly flooding is a key issue for the folks in the ward. Infrastructure hasn't kept up with growth. On the north end of the ward, development is high and it will be for the foreseeable future. Um, basically, we need to focus on low impact designs in terms of building our retention ponds, updating our infrastructure to become more reliable as we move forward. Um, certainly securing DMAF funding will be key as it relates to East Riverside and Ward 7. For those who are unsure what that is, it's Disaster Mitigation Adaption Fund, and it's a $2 billion investment to support large-scale infrastructure projects to help communities better manage risks of disasters triggered by natural hazards. Um, I know Windsor has applied for a portion of that. Uh, obviously, the you know, IRCA is looking at that. There's some things that are uh, focused on uh, in like along, along our river, um, basically the north end of the ward and as it relates to East Riverside and, and, um, and Ward 7. Um, there's some safety concerns that are important to the residents. Traffic calming is a portion of what's going on, but however, there's bike and pedestrian safety, which is also a constant I'm hearing at the doors. Uh, signalized crossings, updated crosswalks, clear bike paths would go a long way to improving quality of life and not just Ward 7, but again, to answer part of your question, the city as a whole. Um, crime stats also play a key role um, in community safety. I have been monitoring them out of the safety village for over a year in terms of crime stats. Um, Ward 7 is measured at two locations, which I'm sure most people don't know, but uh, on the north end of the ward, they focus at a green park. And on the, on the south end of the ward, they're measuring Forest Glade. And if you look at the crime stats going back uh, over the year, um, the north end of the ward is one of the relatively most safe spots in the city and Forest Glade sitting middle of the pack. So like I said, if elected, it'd be nice to, uh, you know, work with, uh, work with Forest Glade, work with the community and try to improve those stats a little bit. You know, maybe the, you know, there's things that we can work on in terms of focusing on, you know, you know, maybe you gotta cut your, your bushes down below your windows. There's, there's a lot of things that the Safety Village does in terms of, uh, um, you know, insight and uh, things to be progressive and, and try to, you know, make your community safer. And it's, maybe it's just ward meetings that we can focus on and, and, and get those uh, problems not solved, but obviously bring down the stats. Um, some of the issues, uh, the city as a whole, we have a major infrastructure problem. And again, it, it ties into Ward 7. Um, obviously, it ties into DMAF. There's, there's a problem, you know, it, it seems like we've, we've been laxed on fixing this infrastructure yes we've you know recently been focusing on a lot of it but it's there's a lot there's a lot of money that's going to need to be spent updating other things within the city uh, we just got to focus on that we got to focus on obviously bike pass uh, traffic problems that's pretty much where I'm at in terms of the city 
as a whole. Obviously, we have a homelessness problem that I'm, I'm well aware of. I've been dealing with our homelessness for you know years here. Um, you, you've been on the front lines of the publicity uh, around that issue for well since 2018 at least. So yeah, since I since I did my uh, initial sleep out, uh, basically at the initial one, I, I decided to go rogue here for 48 hours and and uh, enjoy the streets of the downtown Windsor, which I wasn't sure what to expect. And obviously, uh, Brian Cross had wrote a wrote an awesome article there. And, uh, you know, I actually read that the other day and it kind of just brought me back to, well, was that that silly to do that? Yeah. But uh, either way, yeah, we, and we ended up doing it a couple of times. And overall, we've raised over uh, $60,000 supporting those in need of permanent housing. And uh, another little initiative I started, uh, basically, there's stores that uh, donate uh, clothes and winter boots. And it's all brand new stuff. And it goes back out so far. My it was Project Rescue, a little thing I started. And we're over 10,000 pounds of uh, brand new winter coats, bags. It goes to kids. It goes to our homeless. It goes to other other initiatives around the city that uh, require require those needs okay good so you've already answered a bit of this next one but it's any any i think other items you want to highlight by all means go ahead so oh for sure bit, for sure so so tell, some of the tell other us about, tell us a bit about your platform and what you hope to accomplish if elected okay so right away the first thing that comes to mind when i think of you know ward seven and what iric did is when it when i go to when i go to the door Basically, what I keep hearing is they loved Eric, and this is probably why he had 70% of the vote in the last election, his timely responses. They appreciated how he answered the phone. He would come out and, and handle the issue. He would look at it, and he would deal with it in a timely fashion, and that is something that I intend to carry on. I'm not here to reinvent the wheel. I'm here to focus on you know, the things that we need to focus on in, in, in Ward 7. And you know, if you look back at you know, my literature, one of, the, one of the main highlights is working hard for strong communities, great parks, and reliable infrastructure. Those are the things that matter in this ward. Um, obviously, community safety, which I've already touched on in terms of bike and pedestrian. Now my phone's ringing. <laughs> Traffic calming measures. I know at Radcliffe, uh, Radcliffe and McNorton, uh, basically the folks there, they want to signalize crosswalk. Um, something that most uh, people don't realize, or maybe they do, uh, the ward has uh, still about $100,000 sitting in ward funds left over from when Eric left. And if elected, that'd be something that we can focus on little projects like that, like uh, the you know, signalized crosswalks, uh, improving community safety. Um, obviously, we know that the splash pad's been you know, uh, uh, publicized, it's been a focus, and uh, that looks like it's been approved and ready to go. Um, obviously, Banwell Road, um, one of the things I'd like to focus on that is, yes, it's been approved, but I believe the project is extended to over seven years. Um, one thing for sure that I'd like to do is accelerate that project. Um, people are focused on, you know, the potholes, um, lack of police presence, um, supporting the new hospitals. Another thing that uh, we obviously had this issue in uh, 2018, right? It, it was around that time where it was debated. Uh, council had recently voted, I believe, right prior to us running. Um, like, I think, uh, I'm not sure where you stood on the, on the issue back then. But, uh, you know, for me, I questioned the plan. Um, I support the location at this point. But I still have concerns with respect to the developmental fees of 42, Lozon Parkway and Walker Road. It, it looks to me like the city of Windsor is on the hook for the developmental fees solo on, on those three portions, which again, I don't, I don't feel is right. And that's kind of a sticking point for me. However, I do support the location. Um, obviously being in Ward 7, we have some of the most elderly, uh, elderly people here, um, especially on the north end of the ward, it's basically become a retirement community for the most part. Yeah. And, and that is something that they want to see. Um, there's uh, another couple things that uh, 
you know, I'd be focused on is uh, the issues surrounding Beverly Glen, Wyandotte East, and Little River as it's as it relates to Jarvis. Um, basically, at that point, is that what they want to do is they want to open up those three streets um, to connect right through to Dillon, so it can run through to Tecumseh. Um, there, that is a sticking point for everybody on that street. They do not want those streets open. Um, there's no plans to develop in between Green Park or Banwell. So where, where Green Park ends and you got Banwell. So between Banwell and Jarvis, there's a field. It's probably about 500 feet. It's underwater for the most part. There's no plans to develop that. There's no, uh, in my opinion, there's no need to open up those streets. So that's one thing that I'd be opposed to um, if elected. And that's basically where I'm at in terms of infrastructure, the parks, um, what do you call it? Working on strong communities. Um, those are the, the issues we can, uh, like I said, uh, hopefully we can accelerate Banwell. I know there's, um, we've got 10 councillors, right? And a, and a mayor and there's a pot of money and everybody's trying to get money for their own wards and, and they're trying to accelerate projects. Um, it's, it's going to be a tough goal, but, uh, like I said, I think, uh, if you got the right person for the job and good working relationships with other counselors and which I do have, you know, I've got good relationships with almost every single counselor. I do speak to most, uh, on a regular basis. And like I said, I think, I think that's, that's kind of where, where, where it's at for me. Good. good. I'm glad you brought the mega hospital issue. I was going to ask you about some of the special, uh, I guess what I would term more special interest issues where there's a, you know, certain very vocal components of the community that are talking about mm -hmm. certain issues. So you cover the mega hospital off. Were there any, any other special interest uh, issues you want to talk about? Maybe the auditor general, which I, I think Howard Weeks is still beating the drum over. Um, yeah, the, the auditor interest? general. Yeah. You know, it was nice to see something come forward. I don't know if it's a, a true auditor general. It's, it's, it's not something that, uh, you know, I think at this point, you're right. He's beat the drum over it. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not too focused on that. I think, uh, I think they've been doing a, a good job here in the last, you know, last year or so. And in terms of being transparent in terms of, you know, their spending and it, there, there hasn't been really any massive issues raised. Um, obviously the beacon's been something in terms of the, 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 the train, the trolley car and, you know, those issues, but yeah, as, as, as a city, you know, do you, do you like spending $7 million for a beacon house? I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's something that's obviously been voted on. It's there, there's no point in arguing it over now. Um, I said, in, in general, I think, you know, councils, they've been doing a, you know, a heck of a good job uh, since obviously the last election. There's been some, been some good turnover there in terms of uh, key players and new players coming in. And okay. I think they, they've gelled well, and that's where I'm going to leave that. All right. Well, before we wrap up, uh, Greg, is there anything else you want to, uh, to add in uh, to the listeners uh, before we, we close off the show? Well, just thanks for listening. Um, basically, you'll uh, see me out uh, the entire month of September at the doors. Um, you've probably received uh, literature in the mail in the past uh, week or so. Um, like I said, don't be afraid to uh, contact me, reach out. Um, I'm, I had a gentleman the other day say to me, listen, I don't want to call you on the weekend. Well, that, that's, I, I work 24-7. Just, like I said, don't be, don't be shy. Call me. I'm pretty approachable. Um, like I said, if you want to go for a coffee or anything like that, I'm, I'm, I'm good for that. There you go. Well, thank you, Greg LeMay, for joining us on Windsor's Inside Pulse. It was great to have the opportunity to get to learn a little more uh, about you and have you on the show. So thank you on behalf of uh, my co-hosts and, and our listeners. So for our listeners, please remember to subscribe to the Windsor's Inside Pulse podcast on your favorite podcast app. We've invited all the awards-loving candidates to interview. Please also remember to like our Facebook page for show updates. Take care. Until next time. <laughs>